0: Join coaches Mary C. Hartfield and Rebecca Thomas as they speak on the things most people want to know but might not be willing to talk about. Dive in with us for off-the-cuff conversations around diverse topics and gain insight and guidance to help you live a more purpose-filled life.
1: Hey everybody, welcome back to Off-The-Cuff Coaching Podcast. I'm more than a life coach, Rebecca Thomas.
0: And I am Mary C. Hartfield Living Life on Purpose Coaching. So Rebecca, how was your weekend?
1: It was good. How was yours?
0: It was good. You know, I'm 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 down south. So I'm, you know, it's a little heated up down here. A little right. more than what I expected. But then again, you say that's eighty-five there, right? And, and muggy. <laughs> not muggy. I'm feeling. I'm, I'm outdoors. I'm feeling the good breeze. You know, I'm yep. kind of like the patio area, so I'm feeling good breeze. So good. It's really good. Rebecca, what are we talking about today?
1: So today we're talking about leadership couple different ways, so we're going to talk about, like, how we can cultivate a better leader within ourselves, bring out the, the leadership capabilities within ourselves and make those stronger, but also how we can uh, cultivate, cultivate better leaders in general, not only by giving permissions, but also by, you know, kind of challenging and sharing our voices and things like that too, so that all of the leadership that we need is showing up stronger and really representing us.
0: Oh, I love that. I love that. That's, yeah, that's really good because, you know, I think right now, the times that are going on now, first of all, people that are leading companies, they had to switch over from, you're not just leading a company, but you're leading a company within a pandemic, Mm -hmm. you know, so then there's different skills and everything you have to bring up. And then also with all the protesting and the marches and everything going on, that's a whole different leadership ability that you got to pull in from within.
1: Right. And we're in an election year so that on top of all those things that we're dealing with, we also need to in order to make sure that we are getting our needs met and being represented in the best way possible, make sure that we are correctly vetting people and challenging people to be better leaders, but also showing up for ourselves so that those people truly do represent us.
0: Yeah, that's so true. So You know we talk about you know starting with you know the individual person of being a leader within um what are some of the things you suggest that people look at to pull out the leadership in them
1: uh there's a couple of things that i really encourage in general but definitely speak to leadership capabilities and one of the biggest things is finding your voice so figuring out who you are, being okay with who that person is, but also not being afraid to speak up for what you need and what you want, but also for what you think is right. Because I think a lot of us can kind of set back and, you know, either let others take control of the situation or... Um, might not want to challenge them but at the same time when we when we allow that to happen we do a disservice to ourselves and everybody else because we don't give the permission for everybody else to speak up but we're also not again truly represented because we're not saying hey this is who i am this is what i want and i think that's one of the key things that we really need to do to cultivate better leadership for ourselves but also in the spaces that we're in too
0: yeah i think that yeah i think that's hugely important because to me that goes along with as we're in these different spaces and there's different opportunities, um, for people to leave, mm-hmm. is you still within the company or within yourself, you got to remember your purpose. You got to remember your mission. Mm-hmm. You know, that's where all of your values and everything that you set for yourself are, you continue to remember that and you operate by that instead of switching based on what's going on in this atmosphere right now, mm-hmm. and then that leads into controlling your fear. Hmm. You no, know, controlling your fears is huge
1: uh-huh and it's funny because you say control your fear and i have like this visceral reaction to the word control so i almost feel like it's more of like letting go of the fear because when we try to control things that's where we really get into trouble but when we let go and we don't focus on that and we don't lean on that that's where we can really step into that power
0: yeah and then you know and you know and i yeah and i agree letting go because i'm one of these that fear is just false evidence appearing real. I, mm-hmm. I stand by that. I'm always like, people say fear. I go, oh, there's just false evidence appearing real. But yet controlling it sometimes is if you're a leader and you're leading over a company, mm-hmm. you, first of all, you're in this space is, is my company going to make it? I'm responsible mm-hmm. for all of these people. And what am I going to do? So that, you know, that's the first onset of fear. Like, oh my God, is my company going to make it? And then also, so you have to get a handle on that and realize that, wait a minute, if I put certain things in place, this won't happen, but you gotta get, you know, fear something that it happens. Mm-hmm. how you, re- like you said, how you react to that, cause you're like, let it go. You know, especially as coaches are like, oh, just let it go, mm-hmm. you, you'll be okay. But yet it's a reality, <laughs> people like, you know? fear is going to come. Oh, up. absolutely. So, yeah. So part of that is how, how you dealing with it. So, and I think when we talked about that physical environment last week, mm-hmm. that's so important getting that space, your workspace set up the proper way, because a lot of that is where it puts you at a more peaceful state mm-hmm. where certain fears and everything don't come in because your mindset is looking at everything totally different in your environment.
1: Right. And there's a few things like when you're talking. So I think another key part that really piggybacks over finding your voice and part of what you were talking about when you're in a leadership role in a business and things like that, and you're trying to figure out like, okay, this is scary, what am I gonna do? Are we gonna make it? I think one of the key things we need to do is normalize those conversations. you know, Because we have this unrealistic expectation that you can't be vulnerable and strong at the same time. But actually when you can be vulnerable, and you can take that reaction piece out of it, you know, there's always gonna be fear, like you're saying, it's whether you sit in it or whether you choose to move through it and go on to the next thing like that's the biggest piece so when you from a a position of leadership already can move through it and you can model that behavior and cultivate that in the people that are around you and normalize the conversations and the emotions and the lack of reactions to things in that capacity that's where things can really start to shift
0: yeah that yeah that's good because empathy is so important right now um when you're dealing with people is you got to understand, especially now because parents, you know, you're trying to work
1: fill mm-hmm.
0: a job because you need a paycheck at this time coming in But also you have kids and everything so a boss they expect to be this certain sterile environment is not going to happen mm-hmm. so Even on the television shows you see the kids popping in or having a question and they don't try to like, oh, oh, let's retake yeah yeah. okay that's okay and this is where a bossy have empathy there is going to be times where someone has contact um I know someone I know that you know she has sons at work she's an environment she's an essential worker her sons are essential worker where they've had two or three tests all the time Mm -hmm. but when that happens you know she's got a quarantine they got a quarantine yep they find out what that test comes in so have the empathy um have the encouragement motivating your people and that's really pulling out the leader within you but part of it um also is in yourself is motivating yourself Mm -hmm. you know to have the right mindset and then also challenge yourself am I looking at this situation the right way
1: Mm hmm. Which, when, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, go
0: ahead.
1: <laughs> well, I was going to say, when you talk about challenging yourself and making sure that you're looking at something the right way, again, I think that goes back to being able to say those things out loud, you know, to get a, a deeper and a broader perspective on things, because we're going to have our own blind spots and we're going to have those things that we're not going to see clearly or we're not going to completely understand and good leaders know how to tap into the voices and the perspectives of the people around them because they're not so arrogant to believe that there's only one way to do things. So yeah. in order to open up that, again, open up the communication and be able to share those voices, that doesn't always mean that you're going to go with whatever the other person says, but just to be willing to, to listen to it and chew on it and, and be vulnerable, vulnerable enough to say, I might not have all the answers and I need you to help me with that, that just builds a deep respect and um, an ability to lean on each other through those times.
0: Yeah, I think that's huge, you know, of you t- people tapping. And the resources that are surrounding them. And then also we have to remember that we got resources inside of us. Uh-huh. Skills and abilities. And we have to expand it. You know, maybe they're dormant a little bit within us, but yet this is a time that you're like, oh, wait a minute. Oh, wait a minute. I remember when I learned this or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. you know, this is a time to be resilient and pull that out of yourself. Or how do you be resilient? You know, because people need to know that. And that's so important. And then you mentioned a little bit communication
1: mm-hmm.
0: communicate 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 communicate. i mean we can go on about how it's important to communicate it's not just communicating with your people but mm-hmm. also within your family you know we're cultivating yep. the pride we have in our family right now even more and stronger is communicate i remember i like to watch um third hour never mm-hmm. get a chance to watch it now of course i can watch in the background third hour when i'm working but third hour, they talked about because um, I can't remember which one of them talked about. They have family meetings that anyone can call it. Uh huh. You know, and they're like, what, what, what? We got to talk about this some more. And part of that is, it's communicating. You know, yep. when things get rough or wait a minute, I don't understand. And, you know, you're in one space with people all the time. There is going to be times when you're like, wait a minute. And you're not always going to think, okay, wait a minute. I'm the mom and the dad and I can do all this. where Right. Not- has a piece of the conversation let's sit down let's talk about it communicate so i think communicating is so huge and important especially at this time Mm -hmm. trying to be a leader
1: yeah and when you talk about it in that capacity one of the things that i've experienced um and has been my own ex you know, things, Something I've seen within my family and in my circles too is the fact that it seems like a lot of time because of fear, we can get stuck in the mindset that communication is a form of confrontation when that's not actually the key. Basically all that tells us is if confrontation is coming up or that fear that it feels that way, it's because that conversation hasn't been normalized enough. But the more that you talk about that and the more you voice your needs again and share the things that you're thinking and your Perspective, the more you normalize it and that confrontation isn't really a thing. It's only a confrontation if you if you make it that way, you know, like both sides, but you can even if the other person or the, the group, whoever you're talking to starts to react like it is a confrontation you always have the ability to say wait a minute i think there's a misunderstanding you know this is what i'm trying to to say or communicate what am i missing or you know figure out if somehow you have caused things to get so off track that they're reacting that way so they're reacting to you and just really scale right. back and realize that communication and confrontation are not always like hardly ever hand in hand
0: no, and that's, you know, and that's huge because I know sometimes I've been in meetings and, you know, you're passionate, you know, especially
1: mm-hmm.
0: you talk about, you know, what's going on, out, people protest and stuff, and people don't really, people are passionate about something, but yet we can still have conversation, we'll leave a meeting, we're like, okay, where are we going to lunch?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep.
0: Uh, Y'all going to lunch? Well, yeah, we're, we're just passionate. Yep. You know, the leader has to be good with conflict. Yes, have To be able to handle conflict.
1: Yeah. So I think remembering that, like, especially as we go into elections and stuff, and when we're vetting, especially local lawmakers and people of that authority, remembering like, they need to be okay with, but we also need to be okay with uh, presenting different viewpoints and saying what we want and challenging them when we don't agree with it. Um, speaking up when they aren't reflecting something that we agree with and just walking through that process because again you are normalizing the conversation and if they can't sit with an uncomfortable conversation and you get (laughs) you get to that next level we're in trouble like that needs to be a part of the process and we need to learn to speak up and challenge them and be able to sit in that discomfort but also realize at the end of the day it's still just a conversation and those conversations need to be had
0: right and we need to be having conversations. so something that that brings me to um Talking about John Lewis representing John Lewis, mm-hmm. who's passed away. Um, he was a great civil rights leader, and talking about his four pil- pillars of leadership. Mm-hmm. So one of his first things he talked about is principles and values are timeless. Um, you know, he was introduced to nonviolence protests, and underscored by the important there that once you show love to individual might be thought of as enemies. And mm-hmm. I, that's huge. You know, you, right now is the time, especially as a leader, that you got to show love
1: to mm-hmm. your
0: enemy, especially when you're out there, you're marching. Because remember, like you said, even though we have conflict, but yet let's see how we can bring it together and sit down and have those conversations. And he carried these principles throughout his life and these values throughout the time that he was fighting, the time that he was sitting in and people were dumping shakes on his head, burning cigarettes being extinguished on his body, he remembered love. You know, love your enemies, and that's going to help get you through. So I think, number one, the principle of values, it goes timeless because that even exists today. And then he's, um, his second one is dare to disrupt. You know, he is one that if you see something that needs to be changed, you got to do something. You can't just sit there and sit around and yep. not do anything he says when you see something that's not right not fair not just you have a moral obligation get in the way and make some noise yep it makes a difference and i think that's so important he always he calls it good trouble yep so i think now even now what's going on especially as a leader it's so important that you remember that and then also his third one is aligning with others who inspire you you know he what got him passionate about this whole thing was martha king and rosa park and what they did Mm -hmm. and that Uh inspires him so part of it is getting with people enduring the work with people that inspires you um finding those people who aren't on the same journey as you are on especially when you're talking about developing that leader within you Mm -hmm. is connecting with people who inspire you and motivate you and especially if you find someone you said you know what I think I'm missing this part and that's where I think John Maxwell has the book develop the leader within you by John Maxwell so that's a great reference tool and book they can use and then the last thing you talk about legacy matters um, he knows important to making sure you're bridging linking the individual experiences of his generation with today's um, proponents for social change Right now, especially um, young people, they're out there and they're resilient. Yeah, they're not backing up. These markets are <laughs> not for months now, mm-hmm. so they're not backing up. But we have to some way of, even though my age, I know you're different age than I am, but mm-hmm. generation, my age is certain civil rights a certain way. Where this generation's not necessarily going to do that. But how do we link up and how do we make sure that we're past that? A moment on, you know, he stated we must use this moment to recommit ourselves to do all we can do to finish the work. There's still work left to do, left to be done. Get out there and push and pull until we redeem the soul of America. And I, I think that's just great of the things that he talked about doing. What yep. like other things you think that people, when it comes to the social justice movement, develop the leader within them or how they can lead in this atmosphere?
1: Again, I think one of the big things is just speaking up when they know they should. You touched on this a little bit earlier, but having that personal personal accountability and responsibility to know that it's what you're supposed to do and not worrying about how others might perceive that and just moving forward and saying the thing and moving through the actions to make sure that they continue to apply themselves is huge. Um, and be a, being able to sit in discomfort again. you know, That's something that we need to be able to do no matter what. But especially when it comes to the the anti-racism work the social injustices and and curbing those things we need to be able to sit in uncomfortable conversations uncomfortable emotions and realize that they're not a threat to us like that is just seeking to understand and if we're not going to be the bridge to understanding then we're not going to get anywhere so being okay with sitting in that discomfort and normalizing that
0: right Yeah, that yeah, that's really good. Yeah, I think that is just huge on what we have to do. And then also, I think people within their self, we have to That's where that physical environment, getting down the stress, because as a leader, this is a stressful time if you're leading an organization or, you know, and I think that's why it comes back to the leader within you is Seeing what kind of leader am I, and how am I going to move forward? So you have to have time to be by yourself in that physical environment that works for you. For you can get calm. You can sit there and meditate if you choose to meditate. Connect. You know, I'm a person I connect with prayer and God, and starting out mm-hmm. my mornings are so important with that. But part of that is develop the leader you want to do. Because also when you go to your company, how do I want to lead this company, and how I'm going to move them on? Because also Individuals have individual stress. Um I mm-hmm. look at people's emotional health. Part of that is being a leader is making sure you consider all of that for yourself as an individual and also for your team that you're dealing with.
1: Yeah. And that reminds me of just another small piece. Well, not even a small piece. Another piece to this is the fact that you need to make sure that you are supported so that you have your tribe, you have your people that are going to be honest with you, that are going to love you They're but they're still going to be candid and transparent with you. So that if you're missing something, or your energy is down or whatever that looks like you can still say whatever it is that's on your heart or on your mind and be able to work through that and have that support so that you can take yourself and the people around you to the next level.
0: Yeah, that's good. So maybe, you know, as we're wrapping up, maybe next week, we need to talk about how do you create your tribe?
1: Ooh, one of my favorite you know? things. Yeah,
0: I know, I know. I love that. Yeah, how do you create your tribe? You know, because a lot of people is like, well, I have friends, but as you said, especially now being a leader, you need people that are going to be honest around you. And if you don't have that and there's certain people, you know, and then also, a lot of times you may not be able to go to fellow CEOs or directors that may be on your same level because they're dealing with the same issue. But how do you have that tribe, that special group of people that can support you during this and can support you, can also build you up, can make recommendations, like you said, and resource. So I think that's a good way next week to yep. talk about how to create your tribe. I'm in. Everyone, don't forget subscribe. Don't forget subscribe to our podcast. Um, Rebecca and us, um, this we're new at this, so you know we're trying to work it along, especially in the pandemic, right, Rebecca? Right. <laughs> trying to get it all together, but hang in there. Um, share it with your friends out there. Also, um, check out our Facebook page, Off the Cut, Off the Cuff Coaching,
1: coaching podcast. podcast. Yep. Yep.
0: On there, because I know like last week when we had technical difficult, mm-hmm. the technical on there and did some Facebook Live. So you never know, we're going to pop up and do things there and promote, give you research that you need to be a better you.
1: Yep, absolutely.
0: Thoughts, Rebecca?
1: Um, I mean, more than anything, just I think people need to keep connecting with themselves and giving themselves permission to be who they are and figure out what that looks like and not be afraid to speak up and show up for themselves in that capacity.
0: All right. Thank you, everyone. And we will, we were hear, you'll talk to us, listen to us next week, or we'll talk to you next week. <laughs> right. <laughs> talk to you later, Rebecca.
1: All right. Bye, Mary.
0: You've been listening to Off the Cuff Podcast with Life Purpose Coach, Mary C. Hartfield of Living Life on Purpose, and more than a life coach and energy architect, Rebecca Thomas. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast, go and leave us a review, and tune in next time as we continue to talk about the hard things, bring them to light, and help you move through your life with a little more grace, curiosity, and realness.